One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And it's Sadie's night. And she's going to tell us something truly terrible. We're both a little tired, so it might get weird. But one thing we can guarantee you is it will be awful. (laughs) It's really awful. It's one of those that's just all around really awful. That's the tagline of this podcast. It might get weird, but it'll definitely get awful. Awful. (laughs) So tell us everything, Sadie. This is the vicious killer Charles Rodman Campbell. In December 1974, 23-year-old Renee Wickland was in the front yard of her Clearview, Washington home doing yard work while her infant daughter, Shanna, slept. Renee and her husband, Jack, hadn't been married very long and were just starting to settle into their lives together in their new home. Trigger warning for rape and violence. Uh As Renee worked, she saw a man approaching her from the sidewalk, and before she knew what was happening, he grabbed her and forced her inside. Oh my god. Broad daylight? We're in broad daylight? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Once they were there, the man grabbed baby Shanna and held a knife to her throat. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Yep. And I think she was like eight or nine months old. Oh my god. He then demanded Renee do as he said or he would kill her baby. Mm. He then beat, raped, and sodomized Renee viciously and left as quickly as he had arrived. My God. After the attack was over, Renee took her baby and ran to her neighbor, Barbara Hendrickson's house for help. Barbara called police and kept Renee and Shanna safe until help arrived. Unfortunately, it would take police nearly two years to catch Renee's attacker. Oh, man. She was eventually able to pick the man out of a photo lineup and identified him as 22-year-old Charles Rodman Campbell. Oh my god, just a child, basically. 22, I know. Campbell was already well known to police and had spent time in and out of jail since he was a young teen. After Renee identified him, he was arrested and charged for multiple counts of rape and assault against her. Mm. During his trial, both Renee and Barbara testified against him, telling the jury about their experience of that terrible day. Campbell was easily found guilty and sentenced to 40 years in prison. After the trial, Renee believed the terrible experience was behind her and did what she could to move on with her life. She was a devoted mother to Shanna and worked from home as an accountant for a local beauty school. She also helped students obtain loans for the school. Sadly, Renee's marriage was not able to survive the trauma she experienced from her rape, and she and Jack separated a few years later. Mm -hmm. In a strange and awful twist, after Jack moved out in 1977, he was the victim of another terrible crime. In December of that year, he was found tied to a chair with third-degree burns all over his body. What? 
are yes. the odds? Oh no. This story, this part of the story, there wasn't anything about it really, but it's so strange. That it's is re- so strange. He was dead? Or he no, was, he was still alive. He was alive? Yes. After receiving medical treatment, he told police that a stranger broke into his home carrying a package, wished him a Merry Christmas, and then tied him to a chair. The man then poured gasoline all over his body and lit him on fire. Why? I what don't know. Hell? Like I said, there wasn't a whole lot on this. It was just sort of like, and this is another weird and terrible thing that happened to this poor family. Good God. Jack ended up needing to wear a special suit to protect his burns and was able to recover. He didn't know his attacker and the man was never able to be found. That is so, so strange. It's so strange. To make matters more awful, just five months later, Jack died after running his car into a tree. Honestly, <laughs> families get one bad thing. They don't get three bad things. They don't get five bad things. You get one bad thing, you're done with the bad things. You get to move on with your life knowing that the bad thing has happened, and then you can just chill, you know? Yes. Yes. Or Ugh. maybe no bad things. Maybe just, like, annoying things. Yeah, but max one bad thing. Max. Yes, please. There were no witnesses to the crash and no other vehicles seemed to be involved. Despite the fact that Jack drove the route regularly, it looked as if he'd simply taken a dangerous curve in the road too fast and ran into a tree. No connection to his previous attack was ever made. No connection between the attack and the crash. Right. Despite all the tragedy and trauma that Renee and Shanna had suffered, they did their best to move on. When Renee was described by one newspaper as a, quote, honey-skinned North Dakota country girl with a quirky flair. (laughs) Well, that's adorable. It's also like, (laughs) I really hope that those days are behind us where we describe women by their physical characteristics. Like I remember reading an article about a CEO of a company and they're like, she tucks her willowy legs up under her mm-hmm. perfectly appointed, but you know, like she's a fucking CEO, man. Like, right. right. No. We're not here to talk about her legs and her, the yogurt she's eating. Like, no, it's so gross. crazy. But know, that also was, sounds adorable. Right. And like, there wasn't a whole lot of else of, about her. And yeah. so unfortunately I had to take what I can get, but I completely agree. Mm-hmm. A friend said, quote, she was always perky. She vacuumed in high heels. Wow. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Renee suffered from terrible anxiety after her rape and then her ex-husband's attack and death. Yeah. She was convinced something bad would happen to her at any moment. The years passed and Renee and Shanna fell into a rhythm with each other. The two were always very close. On April 14th, 1982, Renee was homesick with strep throat. Shanna, who is now eight years old, went to school, leaving her mom to rest. I don't want to know what happens next. I don't, you don't want to know. You definitely don't want to know. Barbara Hendrickson, who still lived next door and had become very close with Renee, it said that they were like mother-daughter at mm-hmm. this point, told her husband that she was planning to walk over to Renee's that afternoon to check on her and bring her some jello that would be easy to swallow. A few hours later, when John was out checking the mail, he said that he saw Shanna return home from school and told her that Barbara would be over soon to check on her mom. Barbara left her house at around 4.20 p.m. and asked Dawn to borrow his wristwatch so she could check Renee's pulse. He gave her his watch and she told him she'd be back soon. At first, Don wasn't worried when some time had passed and Barbara failed to return home. He figured the two had started chatting and lost track of time, but when an hour and a half passed, he got concerned and decided to go over to Renee's to check on them. Mm-mm. When he got to the house, he noticed the sliding glass door, which they usually used to come and go, was partially open and he knew something was wrong. It was never left open on purpose. When he entered the kitchen... He saw a dining chair had been knocked over and could hear the sound of water running in the kitchen faucet. As he walked through the house, he found his wife first. Barbara was lying in the hallway that led to the bedrooms. Her body was surrounded by a very large pool of blood. He knew right away that she was dead. Panicked, he went to find Renee and Shanna. He found Renee, who was completely nude, laying on her bedroom floor, and nearby was the body of her eight-year-old daughter. Oh my god. No. 
that had also been brutally murdered. When police arrived, they found that Renee had been brutally beaten with a blunt instrument before being strangled and then her throat had been cut. An autopsy would show that her jaw, nose, and ribs were broken, and the knuckles on her hands were badly bruised, suggesting that she had fought her killer before she was murdered. Oh my god. She had then been raped with a blunt object after her death, causing terrible damage to her body. Shanna had also been strangled, and her throat had been cut so brutally she was nearly decapitated. Oh my god. No. Barbara suffered the same fate as both Renee and Shanna, dying from a massive hemorrhage from her throat as well. All three victims had one earring ripped from each of their ears. Why? God, this case. Where did you find this case? (sighs) No. It's so sad. And I found it on Reddit. Thank you very much, Reddit. That dark, dark. I know. But bountiful treasure trove of awfulness. Ugh. That is the, also the tagline of Reddit. Right. It might get weird, but it will definitely get awful. Yeah. <laughs> In parentheses, do not read before bed under any right. circumstance. Never. If you want to sh- scare the shit out of your own mm-hmm. self, read Reddit at bedtime. So as police investigated the crime scene, they found a bloody handprint on a drinking glass in Renee's kitchen and a trail of Renee's jewelry was found running from the front door of the house down the walkway to the street. Hmm. When neighbors were questioned, a girl told police she saw a man lurking around Renee's house that morning and that he was holding a knife. Wow. She was, I mean, please, if somebody's lurking around a house at all, knife or no knife, like, ugh. Yeah, especially with knife. Plus knife equals call police. Mm -hmm. Or just be like, sir, are you here to prune something? Right. Yeah, I get the uh, idea that she was a pretty young girl. You know, right. like elementary school age, but right. Still, so yeah. why wouldn't a man be outside with a knife? Yeah. There's plenty of things you can do with a knife outside, as right. far as a young girl's concerned. Right. Yes. Adults know what they're doing, and kids don't yep. talk, especially in the '80s. Especially in the '80s. So the little girl was able to give enough details to come up with a composite sketch of the man. Other neighbors said they saw the same man heading towards the house with a large blanket roll in his hands. As police looked into Renee's history, they couldn't find anyone who would want to kill her or her daughter. But Don, Barbara's husband, told authorities about Charles Campbell and the terrible attack that had happened to Renee back in 1974, eight years before. Mm -hmm. Campbell was the only person Don could think of that could be capable of such a terrible crime. But Don told police that Campbell had been sentenced to 40 years and he was still safely locked away in prison. I knew you were going to take me here. I knew it. I knew it right away. You've got to be kidding me. No. When police looked into the whereabouts of Campbell, they learned his sentences for each charge of rape and assault were running concurrently and not consecutively. (sighs) And they hadn't let her know. They hadn't let her know, had they? They had not let her know. Motherfucker. This meant the most time he would be spending behind bars was 30 years for her assault, and if he behaved himself in prison, he could be let out after serving only seven years. Mm -hmm. And here we are. They found that Campbell was incarcerated in the Monroe Reformatory, which was only 25 miles away from Renee's home. They also learned that he had been put on work release just a few months before the murders and was transferred to a work release facility less than 10 miles from Renee's town. Um, I'm going to lose my mind. Yes. He was essentially a free man during the day as long as he returned to the facility by a certain time each night. Oh my god. Renee had never been told her attacker was roaming free and was so close to her house. To make matters even worse, Campbell had been given copies of court transcripts from the rape trial, which included the full names and home addresses of both Renee and Barbara. Why would they do that? I need to know why they did that. Because they're fucking idiots. That sucks. Yes. In January of 1982, Don said that Renee came to him saying that she found footprints around her house in the snow that had freshly fallen the night before. When Don went to investigate, he found the same footprints around his house. At this point, he had no idea that Campbell was out of prison. If he had known, it's likely he would have called police. And Renee would have also. 
She would have moved. She would have gotten somewhere. Yes. She would have stayed with her mom. She would have gotten the fuck out yes. of her house. Yes. I mean, Easy. she's in Washington State and her family was all in North Dakota. I have no <laughs> doubt that she would have ran away. Moved. To, yeah. Yes. When poli- or at least, like, lock, kept make, sh- make sure her glass door is locked. Like, oh, God. Yep. This case just is so heartbreaking. Yep. When police showed neighbors who had witnessed the man lurking around Renee's house a photo lineup of potential suspects, including Campbell, they all picked Campbell out as the man they saw that day. Big surprise. Big surprise. Two other witnesses said they saw a car matching the description of Campbell's parked in a wooded inlet near Renee's neighborhood the day she was killed. Mm. I also want to know, how did this guy get a car? It's like, he's on work release. I swear to God. I know it's like a drum that we always bang. But the 80s and the 90s were only good for a certain type of person. And mm-hmm. he was that type of person, mm-hmm. even though he was a crazy, like, psychotic rapist mm-hmm. and, like, held a knife to a baby's throat. He still was going to get away with some shit because he was who he was. Mm-hmm. He was a man mm-hmm. in the 80s. Like, it yeah. just, it was their time. It was yes. their time. It was a free for all. They could do whatever they wanted. And they did. Mm-hmm. When police went to question Campbell, they learned that on the night of April 14th, only hours after Renee, Shanna, and Barbara had been killed, Campbell returned to the halfway house clearly drunk. When he took a breathalyzer, his blood alcohol was nearly three times the legal limit. He also then tested positive for morphine, codeine, quinine, quinine, quinine. Quinine? With like the t- quinine. Tonic. Like the stuff in tonic water. <laughs> Q-U-I-N-I-N-E. Quinine. Yeah, I think you said it right. Yeah. Uh, methadone and cocaine. Should I repeat those? Morphine, codeine, quinine, methadone, and cocaine. As a, as a free woman with the internet, I would not know how to get all of those things in combination, oh, like right no. now. But we are not a man in the 80s. How the apparently fuck get would all you of... get all of those things and then into your body? And wow. Mm-hmm. So this was a violation of his work release. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> Uh, they so, were like, all those other things are okay, but the quinine really sets you over the edge. That is a clear <laughs> violation of your probation. Yeah, no tonic water allowed. No tonic water. <laughs> uh, so he was put back into prison, like that night, or like the next day, but I think it was Thank right God. away. Thank God. Still. Yeah. When his belongings were taken at the prison, officers found a pair of earrings on him that would later be mm. identified as belonging to Renee. Mm-hmm. Police got a search warrant and found earrings belonging to Shanna in his car. An earring, just one. Mm. The bloody palm print found on the glass in Renee's kitchen also came back as a match to Campbell. An acquaintance of Campbell's came forward and said that on the morning of April 14th, Campbell had shown up at her place already drunk. He stayed for a few hours and drank six more beers before leaving. After he was gone, she noticed her butcher's knife was missing. Another woman said that Campbell showed up at her house in the early afternoon that day. So it seems like he went to one friend's house and then jumped over to the next friend's. He tried to initiate sex, but she turned him down. She said he didn't want to take no for an answer and started to pull at her clothes, but ended up leaving without hurting her. Thank God for these women's lives. Mm -hmm. Finally, another work release resident called police and directed them to a spot on the Sonomish River, where he said that Campbell had brought him on the evening of April 14th. When investigators searched the area, they found a bracelet, three earrings, two necklaces, a piece of pottery, and a brass object, all belonging to Renee. It was like her Mm knickknacks. With plenty of evidence against him, police arrested Campbell and charged him with three counts of first-degree murder. Wow. He pleaded not guilty. <laughs> LOL said the judge. LOL. Mm-hmm. Yes, LOL said everyone in the history of the world. The court records is just a laughy cry face emoji at <laughs> right. that point. That yes. is what the stenographer put there. Yes. A terrible detail I came across that Renee's mother and sister who lived in North Dakota were particularly shocked by their murders because Renee had never told them about being raped eight years Whoa, earlier. Whoa, no. Oh, no. God. No. I know. So not Ugh. only did they have to come to terms with the awful murders, but they had to know that Renee suffered alone for years with the trauma. I can't do it. I can't no. do it. Nope. I mean, hopefully she didn't suffer alone. I mean, hopefully she just found other support. 
Barbara people, or somebody. But yeah, but still. still, I just cannot yeah. imagine, like, is no to find that out about your daughter. Oh, so sad. Yep. As news started to spread about the crimes, the people of Clearview were horrified and outraged that this had happened. Not only were two women and a child brutally murdered on a Wednesday afternoon, mm-hmm. but Campbell was allowed to walk essentially free despite his previous crimes and terrible record. When the parole board granted Campbell work release, they had been told that he only had three minor infractions while in prison, but that was a total lie. Who told them that? The prison did, and we will talk about it. (laughs) Total lie. Campbell was given the nickname, quote, one punch while in prison because he was so strong, it only took one punch to knock someone out. That gives me the chills. Yes an eight-year-old i mean like Mm -mm. this Mm -mm. this case man if i get in if i really let myself go there i just yeah yeah it's brutality the brutality yeah he was known to traffic drugs while in prison something that the guards were allegedly well aware of he also used drugs regularly got into fights with other inmates was known to carry a club under his clothing had attempted to assault a female nurse when she refused him medication had broken a lunch tray in two with his bare hands, and had been cited multiple times for contraband. Smaller, weaker inmates were forced to sell drugs for Campbell and were often raped by him. Oh my God, but give him work release. He's a perfect candidate. Yep, fine. Let's get him him on out there. Yep. The prison guards were known, I know. The prison guards were known to be afraid of Campbell and had requested that he be transferred to the more secure prison, but apparently nothing came of this request. I mean, something came of it, which is he got released to the public. Yep. It also came to light that Campbell started seeing a drug and alcohol counselor in 1980 while still in prison. During their counseling sessions, the two became close and started an intimate relationship together. Uh Uh-huh. This resulted not only in her quitting her job, but becoming pregnant with Campbell's child. Wow. Who happens to be a male. Wow. A, a boy child. I mean, hopefully that kid is fine. I hope. Let's all send but, a silent prayer up for that child and his ability to mm-hmm. control himself. Because right. I mean, he'd be Lord. our age now. Yeah. If he was born around 1980. So Fuck. that's something to think about. Yep. The two had a son together not long after she quit. Wow. Soon after being released on work release, Campbell's ex-wife told authorities, she told them, she went to the police station and told them that in early 1982, she had been repeatedly raped by him. (laughs) On work release. He got out of her release and started raping his ex-wife. She went and told them this. You know what they said? The case was too weak to bring before a court, so they couldn't bring any charges against him. I could have thrown myself out of the window. Work release. I'm going to throw myself out of the window. Okay. Yep. She had tried to press charges just one month before Renee, Barbara, and Shanna were killed. And they wouldn't let her. Nope. Where are we again? Washington State, near Seattle. Wow. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. More I rural. Better, I expected better from you, Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, You're I think, supposed- you know, the rural areas of the Pacific Northwest. And I don't think it's super rural, but not the city. Right. It does go from, like, extreme progressive to literal, like, white supremacist Nazi organization in a matter of about 40 minutes. 10 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Now yeah. that I think about it. But still. Yeah. Right. Still. During an investigation on how the hell this guy was put on work release, the Washington State Parole Board learned that it wasn't just Charles Campbell's records they were never provided with by the prison, but literally hundreds of prisoners had been paroled without their prison behavior being properly evaluated. Wow. It seemed as if the prison didn't want to deal with their worst inmates, Mm -hmm. so they did what they could to get them out of there. Yep. 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 That's what our system does. I know. We saw it all the time, Sadie and I worked in group homes. We saw it all the time. Like everybody became everybody else's problem over and over and over again and just put so many people at risk. So many people. I saw it with my own eyes. I could go on. I could write a book. Mm-hmm. I could write and We can make an entire podcast about how many people I saw unnecessarily suffer because the state did not want to deal 
properly deal with the people that they had under their charge. Yep. It's a fucking problem. And it, yeah, I mean, this was 1982, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like it still continues. Oh, yeah. Campbell's trial started in November of 1982. And it said he did little to help his case at trial, even going so far as to draw pictures of gravestones and hangmen's nooses and hold them up so that people in the courtroom could see them. Charles D.G.A.F. Don't give a fuck. No, not at all. And there is plenty of other details about him, but who cares? We know him. He's a monster. And it's like a really bad one. Yeah, like just sat in jail for seven years, which is not that long, you know, Mm -hmm. in the span of like what he should have served, Mm -hmm. but sat there Cape Fear style and just thought about what he was going to do to her and then Mm -hmm. took the first opportunity to do it rather than like rehabilitating himself and being able to like move on with his life after a Mm -hmm. short seven year stint in prison, which is a miracle gift. If you ask me, considering he was 22 years old. Also, oh, don't forget, he was 22 yoy. when he was right. arrested. I did forget that detail. Yeah, so he was a tiny child still when he got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The prosecutors laid out the evidence against Campbell and told the jury that the evidence showed that Campbell had murdered Renee first and then waited for Shanna to come home. Oh, my God. Once she was inside, he brought her to the room where her mother lay dead, made sure she saw her, before brutally killing the young girl, too. Unfathomable. They said it looked like he then sat in the kitchen and ate a sandwich. It's not clear if he had any idea that Barbara was planning to stop by that day. He had been lurking around the property earlier, so he might have overheard conversations Mm -hmm. or just happened to be there when Barbara came to check on Renee. Either way. Oh, my God. Either way. What nightmare fuel is this? Like, what are the chances that the three women involved in the first crime were his victims again? Yep. Like, (sighs) yep. So either way, it appeared that Barbara bumped into Campbell, tried to escape, and knocked over a dinette chair on her way out. Sadly, Campbell caught her, dragged her to the hallway, and murdered her. Oh my god. The defense called no witnesses and presented no evidence. Their only defense was that the investigators had tunnel vision with the case and had not investigated anyone else after hearing Campbell's name. Mm -hmm. The jury took four hours to find Campbell guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to death by the judge. I mean, it would be very hard for me to not sentence this guy to death, honestly. I wouldn't do it, but I would take it right up to the edge and thinking about it. I would fantasize about it. Because... My God, man. Mm-hmm. This is Get a this never, guy out like, of here. Yes, this is yeah. just another level of hell. Like, yeah. Campbell showed no remorse for his victims and even said he believed they got what they deserved. Ugh. Ugh. These are the kinds of people that I need answers. I need answers about this. Like, mm-hmm. man. So Charles Campbell would sit on death row for 12 years. In the 80s, in the state of Washington, death row inmates had the choice between lethal injection and hanging. If no choice was made, the state would go with hanging. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I know. Campbell refused to choose, so he faced the gallows. His execution date was finally set for May 27th, 1994. The governor at the time, Mike Lowry, was opposed to the death penalty, but after hearing the details of Campbell's crimes and meeting with the killer face-to-face, he refused to consider commuting his sentence to life imprisonment. I mean, once again, Mm -hmm. I would at least fantasize about it. I don't Mm -hmm. think I could pull the trigger. I don't think I could live with that, but it would be very hard for me to keep that person on this planet if it was my decision. Yeah. Yeah, one article I read said that Campbell spit in the governor's face. Wow. Yeah. Um, There was also, I didn't get into all the details, but there was some articles saying that he, that Campbell gained a shit ton of weight to put off his death because if you're too heavy, Mm. then it can cause unnecessary, um, what's it called? Suffering? (laughs) Suffering. Yes. What is it called when you can't, it can't be unusual. No. Unusual. Oh, cruel, cruel or unusual. Unusual punishment. Uh Yeah. Thank Uh you. (laughs) 
wait too long. But yeah, so he gained a bunch of weight knowing that maybe he wouldn't have to be hanged. Wow. But it didn't work. When the time came for his execution, Campbell refused his last meal and then refused to get up off the floor to go to the death chamber. (laughs) Oh, man. Just wouldn't move. Guards had to pepper spray him to get him up. So you're like on your way to die and you get pepper sprayed. Like, God. These are your last moments, buddy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Once Campbell was up at the gallows or I don't even know what they call him for real but like once he was there getting ready to be hung he refused to stand so he was like he just wasn't putting his legs down so correction officers had to forcefully strap him to a board to keep his body straight Mm -hmm. and then campbell moved his head around so frantically that they couldn't put the cloak or the noose around his head easily so he's just like throwing a full fit and i can't really blame him i can't say i would do anything differently but like Right. Just doesn't. He, like, to, for the minute up to his death, yep. he just gave everybody he could Cannot die with dignity. Can't re- reserve any dignity for himself or anybody else he's ever come in contact with whatsoever. No, nope. nope. no last just, words. Nothing. Just angry, angry, angry. Like, what yes. happens to a person to make them that angry? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't really want to know because that is a lot. Mm-hmm. It took prison officials 90 seconds to get the hood over his head and to then to fix the noose before the trap was opened. It said the execution took about two minutes. Mm. An autopsy confirmed that he had died of a fracture of the cervical spine and that his death was quick. When guards were cleaning Campbell's cell out after his death, they, oh, it was a holding cell. It wasn't even his, like where he spent most of his time, but the holding cell before going, Uh uh-huh. Uh, to his execution, they found a four-inch piece of metal that he had been sharpening into a knife. <laughs> like, he was fully ready to fight. He was going to stab his way to his his execution. Wow. Wow. Yep. So after the murders, Campbell's ex-wife, the one that he had raped mm-hmm. after getting out on work release, Renee's mother and Barbara's husband, Don, all sued the state of Washington for negligence after they allowed Campbell out on work release. Good, good, good. They were awarded $2.3 million in damages, which... I mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. After the murders, Renee's mother, Hilda, worked tirelessly to get Washington State to enact a law which would grant violent crime victims the right to know when their attackers were released. At a bare minimum. minimum. At a minimum. Minimum. Yeah. But like, how did she not know he was up for parole? How did, you know, like. And it still happens. That's the crazy thing. It still fucking happens. People find out through the press and shit. Like, yeah, we got to put that step into the process. Like, there's got to be victim impact. There's got to be, like, it's got to take a lot of shit to get somebody out of prison after something like that. Yes. Yep. So luckily, the the law was passed soon after the murders took place. Thank God. But then I started reading about like Don, Barbara's husband Don, and how he tried to get he tried to remarry twice after his wife was murdered and couldn't handle it. Like the grief was too mm-hmm. intense, and had like three heart attacks. And it was just like, and his daughter did. Barbara and Don's daughter also couldn't handle the trauma, and she got divorced and said it was like a direct result of, of course, like her mom's brutal murder and just the it's just constant it's never ending the trauma doesn't stop when the guys executed that trauma continues when his son has to deal with his dad who was you know it's yep. just like yep <sighs> you yep. guys and that's the terrible 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 story Ugh. of charles rodman campbell that's that's a big lose that's a big l for the world Man, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm kind of speechless because, yeah, it's just and and then also like, what do you do with a guy like that? What do you do with a guy like that? What do you do? Show him love? Like, would yeah. love have turned him around? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's clearly a case of severe. He was doing meth at like twelve, and You're right. you know, just yeah, you know, so rotting what? his brain away with mm-hmm. drugs and just. Just yep. give him an Xbox, put him in a room by himself forever. I don't know. Like, you know, what is the answer for somebody like that? Clearly, even the police, like in a high security prison, can't handle him. 
to the mm. point that they're putting him back out in the world so he's not their problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that is the problem with this punitive system is like, you know, the next step up is death. Like that's, we, you know, we're not proactive in any way. Then we just let these people cycle up into this and then you have to kill him or put him back out. I, you know, I don't like, oh, we got to We got to get in there quicker. We got to take better care of each other. We just absolutely have to. It's become so abundantly clear, but we really, really have to. We have to put more yeah. resources toward taking care of each other, period. Yep. Yep. And then when things terrible happen, we've got to support our victims. Oh, at a like, very bare minimum. That is just weird. I think I think we could figure that out. Like, let's right. start there. You know. <laughs> yes, please. Bare minimum. Oy, oy, oy. Well, good story. I don't know yeah. what kind of crazy dark Reddit cave you had to go into to find that one, but I'm glad you told it. I've never heard it. It's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Thanks for nothing. You're welcome. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think it was like, what is the case that haunts you the most that nobody talks mm-hmm. about? And, and ding, 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 why. ding, ding. Yeah, yep. there it is. <laughs> Give that Hunt. one the fucking award. Yeah. Oh, her poor everybody. Poor everybody. No. Poor no. It's one of those everybody. like that. The pictures of the little Shanna just Mm-mm. eight years. Like, uh, I mean, it's like. Uh, yeah. There's nothing do? to do with that. And his kid. Like that. I mean, my heart breaks into a million pieces for his child. Mm-hmm. To have to grow up with the stigma and the trauma of having that piece of shit as your father <sighs> lose 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 thanks for nothing so man uh, i feel like we all just need to uh take a chardonnay bath or something <laughs> i don't know i don't like chardonnay because i don't really like chardonnay but it seems like the only place to go from here but all right uh rather than taking a chardonnay bath maybe i'll just read you some names yes please. Is it, should it be name time Yes, name time. (laughs) (laughs) It's name time. All right, you guys, strap in, because here they come. Mercedes, spelled M-E-R-C-A-Y-D-E-S, which I like the flair. Mercedes Alazai. Chism. Oh, what the holy fancy hell is that? that I is know. Amazing. I don't, I don't know what you do with your life when your name is Mercedes Alazai Chisholm, but it's going to be great. Wow. Wow. How, People think I, all the time, they ask if my name is short for Mercedes, and I wish 100% yes, it was, but it's not. Oh. <laughs> yes, I would absolutely love to be named Mercedes, and especially Alazai Chisholm. Please. Uh, the only other person that's going to do better in life than Mercedes Alaze Chisholm is Tammy Joe Money. <laughs> but yes. Let's not forget about Eric Ariola. I don't know. Whoa. Yeah. A R I O L A. Ariola. Regardless. That Ugh. is like uh, <laughs> Virginia. Is that what it's called? <laughs> the restaurant in Naples, Florida, Virginia. Yes. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Close enough, guys. D- you should have reconsidered that name. Uh, Jake McGargle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Doug doing? I got to go Mag- McGargle. McGargle. <laughs> and Doug McDougal. <laughs> so fucking cute. God. So cute. Somebody back in the day was like, what's the cutest name I could think of? Doug McDougal. Laundre day is it say that again laundry day (laughs) so cute waffle frost (laughs) that's a real name yeah and i'm pretty sure that these this is new names for babies so i'm and they said jeebus take the wheel so i don't know if this came from a medical facility but i'm pretty sure these are legit Festus Orestus Butt. What? I, I'm just recalling what the people are sending to me. Wow. I am, I am but the messenger. Wow. 
Festus Marestus. Festus Arrestus. <laughs> Arrestus, but. O R E S T E S, but. Wow. Wow. I know. Epic. Phil McCracken. I don't know how he got into Phil McCracken yet, but Phil McCracken. I am glad to be here. <laughs> Brian Cramp. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a geriatric GP named Dr. John Death. No. Yep. He, made, he made that up. Nope. <laughs> and that, I, that has been confirmed. I did Google that one. There is a Dick Thunder. <laughs> like a porn star. I know, like Dick a person Thunder. in a suit. There is a person in a suit, and his name is Dick Thunder. Richard Thunder. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Somebody said my old... <laughs> This, when I tell you, I fucking giggled so hard. <laughs> My old boss was named Scooter Magic. He was a huge asshole who was always yelling at people on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scooter, no. Scooter Magic. Scooter Magic. He was a huge asshole who was always yelling at people on the phone. <laughs> that was the entire email. That's so amazing. funny. Um. In Kansas, there's a chiropractor named Dr. Bonebreak. <laughs> no, yep. So, uh, the same listener also knew a guy named Bob Mann, and he made a point to wear a shirt like Superman's, but with a B on his chest. <laughs> oh, God, that's so cute. Uh, uh, she also, this person, the listener also used to work with a lady whose first name they forget, but her email was ahooker at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Angie. I'm going to guess it was mm -hmm. Angie Hooker. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, our aunt's name is Ann Whore, and so she could be a whore at yeah. Google.com. She probably is. Knowing she her. probably is. That's all, you guys. That is it. Ugh, that is, that good is ones. Thank you, everybody. And thank you. Thank you. For being here. And thank you for sending us names. And also, thank you for supporting us. And some of you support us a little extra. You support yes. us with your money through Patreon, and we want yes. to thank you for it by allowing ready? me to serenade you with the fucking strangest shit that'll come out of my mouth without me actually thinking about it. Right. Thank you so much to our new patron, Jessica V. I forgot what I was doing for a second. I gotta get into the headspace. Jessica. She has her... Uh, what's the word? tornado no her <laughs> trajectory through life is just so very fast that she's fighting fast like a knife because she's got her shit together and on point and she's gonna do it every single joint in her body is going so fast that she cannot be stopped because she is jessica yes thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to T T. Oh, T T E E. Last name starts with a T. That is fabulous. I didn't, mm. don't know how you got to T T, but everything about it is perfect. It's understated. It's adorable. It's professional. It is kind of sexy. It is. Yes. Uh, there's levity there is uh spice there's also um like a comfort there's like tea tea it's perfect it's fucking mm -hmm. perfect everything about that name is perfect it's good for all occasions it's it like i would i would like to hang out with tea tea because i like everything about this yes you know what i mean yes Yes. Like, I can't think of any way, I can't think of a single thing that I couldn't apply the name TT to, and it wouldn't work. Like a fucking right. jet, a t mm -hmm. restaurant, a handbag company, you know? It's like, <laughs> I was thinking probably computer. the most, yes. But it's you, probably because I'm, I'm just gonna, looking at a computer. <laughs> I'm going to power up my TT. Yes. It's the most yes. versatile thing I think I've ever heard in my life. I think you cracked some code that we didn't know we needed cracked, but the name TT could be applied to anything, mm -hmm. literally anything, a person, an animal, a, an action. <laughs> it's universal. I'm just going to TT on over there and I'll see you when I get there. <laughs> like, 
what the fuck, man? Yes. Is it the most? Is it the most universal word? Is there anything that you can't apply TT to? I don't think so. I'm just gonna TT this for 45 minutes, and then once it's golden brown, like it's it always works. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, you angel genius. genius. God. Speaking of angel geniuses, no big deal. But thank you so much to Clint. Bowie. <gasps> Clint Bowie, you little soulmate. Clint's our soulmate. That's all you yep. need to know about Clint. I met Clint Bowie when we were 19 years old, and he wandered up to me at the AmeriCorps welcome table and the AmeriCorps and Triple C in San Diego, California, and said, how y'all doing today, or something along those lines. I don't think he spoke with a southern accent so thickly at the time, but and that my life was forever changed. Clint yep. is our angel. He's our brother. He's our platonic life partner and yep he is the most beautiful and brilliant person that i am not married to so or the aunt of (laughs) 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 or or Uh, that is or that is a pug (laughs) (laughs) in my life i love you clint yes we do we love you very much um one more Yes, one more. And not that this next person is not also a soulmate, brother, platonic life partner. But thank you so much to Haley M. Haley, my God, why do you have to be so cool? And why are you on the job? What is your job? Well, your job is being you. And what are you made of? Let me tell you now, you're made of class, fire, and sass. You're made of spunk and spunkiness and more of spunk. And you're made of cuteness. (laughs) And you're made of cool. And you're made of stepping out on the boardwalk. With your shimmy and your shake and your face is so cute and everyone's on the make to tell you that they want to be your friend and you say, come on in. Everyone is a welcome in this fun party that I planned meticulously and now it's here and you're here and we're all drinking beer or... (laughs) (laughs) Say you're really excited about the beer. (laughs) I knew where you're going. I knew where you were going. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> and you're here, and you're here, and we're glad that you're here. Hey, thank you. We're so glad that you're so all here. Much. Thank you so yes. much. Good God, we love you. We really, really, yes. really fucking love you. And um, I continue to enjoy this timeline that CERN put us on. Shit just gets yep. better and better every week. I feel good about that. Let's all just keep. G- mutually keeping ourselves on this timeline there's progress positive things are happening the lights at the ends of tunnels etc yes yep i mean yeah my kids are really cute right now they are extra cute yep just things are good things are really good i know i'm enjoying i'm enjoying life and i feel like i can breathe for the first time in a really long time six years probably six years right yeah yeah so we're gonna be okay we're gonna gonna be all right the kids are all right and that means Mm -hmm. you and we love you all right you will be soon it's gonna be okay yeah 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 and if there's anything we could do to help let us know because that's why we're here and if you want to spend more time with us uh you can find us on instagram facebook twitter youtube or tiktok at they will kill you can go to our website theywillkill.com and you can always email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com rate review subscribe please yes please because here's what we're learning people who don't like you are a lot more vocal about the people than the people who do like you which is fine i really can do not give a shit about people who don't like me but it's just so nice, and I am somebody who doesn't always rate, review, or subscribe, subscribe, but <laughs> because right. I'm like, yeah, I love them. I'm going to continue to listen to them. That's my end of the transaction, which is a, the biggest part of the transaction, but yes, people who don't like you are very vocal about it, so if you yeah. don't mind tipping those scales a little bit and helping us out, that would be tremendous for us. Yep, please. it really does help, so yep. please do it. Yep. And thanks. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you, AJ Burgess, for your music. Yay. Thank you. Everybody hip, hip, says, hooray. Yeah. And remember, um, I'm just on this kick of like 
like being a goof when it comes to things I don't like love to see. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a meetup. I joined our, um, our, uh, town, our, the town we grew up in our hometown. That's what it's called. Our hometown's Facebook page. (laughs) And I saw a meetup for, and for the end times, like a speaker speaking Mm. on end times. And I could go on and on about, why that's traumatic and you know tell you anecdotal experiences yeah mm-hmm. um that i was like oh god leave it to these ki- these crazy kids to host a meetup to talk about the end times and i don't troll i think it's just not a, you know it's bad karma <laughs> i was like i gotta say something right i just like i have to say something <laughs> and so i i just commented and said will there be refreshments because I think that's really funny. And it's also like innocent enough that I'm not being a dick, but anybody right. who is like with me and wants something to be said will see that and think that that's funny, right? right. Like, yes. will there be refreshments at, at this conference about the end times? <laughs> and the host of the conference responded, yes, thanks for asking. We will be serving chips and cold water. (laughs) It's just like, I mean, you know, I just am all around glad that I made the comment. I just got it like exercised something in me in a simple, like unaggressive way. And the response was such a treasure. (laughs) <laughs> yes, thanks for asking. We will be serving chips and cold water. Cold water. <laughs> Poetry, in my opinion. Oh, thank God. No <laughs> lukewarm water at the end times. <laughs> at the end times. Show. <laughs> so. I'm all about it. Uh, and I'm yeah. all about you. I'm all about you. I couldn't be more about you. My eyes are hearts, and you are the recipients of that. And uh, we can't wait to see you next time. And we love you so much. We love you so much. We'll see you very soon. Goodbye. See you so soon. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.